And and that's when I turned to him and said, Lord Nelson's trousers, it's a Yeti. That was a lie. I have to come clean. That was actually oh. a quote from the Wild Thornberries. Oh. But, um, um, so I didn't say it. I'm, it was I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Nigel Thornberry. Yeah. Uh, Should we tell the viewers what you were just doing? Uh, <laughs> Matt and I were talking. <laughs> I can't remember how we started. But just before we recorded, um, we alluded no. to uh, Flash Gordon. And then Matt informed me that the the... the adult film Flesh Gordon exists? Or is it more an exploitation-y kind It's like of, an exploitation-y uh, parody. I think a, a sexy parody. The, yeah, it predates the 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 one, that, the movie adaptation that we all know ah. by about seven years. It, it, wow, it's, that's, that's extra creepy then, because that means that they've gone, oh, do you know what people love? Flash Gordon. Yeah. Let's make a Flash Gordon yeah. porn film. And... That's before it returned to like the height of cultural relevance. It's like a meaning the only people who'd be checking it out would be in their fifties or sixties, which now paints a horrible picture over who was sat in those adult theaters. Uh, hmm. Well, that's the that's the best this podcast is going to get, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, we'll catch you next week. Oh, so Matt mm. just showed me a picture of of the uh, poster of Flesh Gordon to prove it exists, and I I now. And I feel like I need a bath, but I'm not going to bathe. I'm going to sit here and sweat it out in Big Damn Cast. Welcome, everybody. Geeky gossip, nerdy uh, news, stuff that's fit to fill your time before we all get back together in public and go and watch Flesh Gordon in the dirty little cinemas of London town. <laughs> My name is uh, is Christopher Gordon's a what? Johnson. Uh, and my name is that empty feeling you get when you realise that maybe the most productively satisfying years of your life are behind <laughs> you and you've got about 30 years of drudgery before you uh, pass on, hopefully leaving some kind of legacy worth it. Uh, and if not, you're just going to be selling your happiness for money an hour at a time for the rest of your life. Hello! Watson. Yeah, that's um, me. Or, or if you're lucky, you'll get another thirty years hence. Still be on this mortal coil, and you'll you can creep into a tiny little theatre and uh, put a black or brown paper bag over your lap, and it's <laughs> just got snacks. And what you're really doing is you're jerking it to flesh gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, all cinemas the... will be around in thirty, forty years. Apparently, right? Apparently, all the X-rated yeah. scenes were cut. Oh. <laughs> So in that case, it was just a bunch of people getting together to shag on camera and then go, oh, we should probably put some of this into a thing and justify the money we've spent. <laughs> yeah, probably. I just really wanted to have sex in a tinfoil hat whilst a man dressed as a Martian Christopher uh, jerked off in the corner. Emperor Wang from the planet Porno. Shut the fuck up. No! That is not the... That's the villain. That's the villain! Oh my god. And And... This is for no one but 50, 60-year-old men. That's what that... Yeah, this is... At the is, time, going, this is, I used to love reading these when I was a child. I can't wait to jerk my wrinkled ding-dong to it. This is 1974. Oh. oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, then again... Yeah. 
considering Flash Gordon was way out of the the popular culture at that point, like what what was the what was the what was the comic book team up? It was like Mandrake the Magician and the Phantom and Flash Gordon. They were a team. They were some like Defenders of the Earth. Defenders. Like that, was the name of that was what the yeah, cartoon so like, was called. I don't know if there was a if there was a um, previous version of that. But that's like sixty seven, early seventies. So maybe the, this pawn is for recently maturing teenagers who've just seen that cartoon as they were growing up. I think you're overthinking it there, creepy old Or creepy older men remembering a thing from when they were children before the Second World War going, do you know what gets me hard? Nothing anymore. old comics I used to read. Nothing. Yeah, nothing gets them hard. (laughs) Maybe maybe it existed and did all right. Because people were just like, oh, I'd love to see a Flash Gordon movie, but they're never going to make one. Not after the serial. Chris. They're never going to make one. Oh, this is the closest I'm going to get. We're watching it, boys. And by boys, I mean myself and my hand. <laughs> Let's go. Chris. Yeah? You're overthinking <laughs> it, mate. I'm just thinking of it from a marketing Just like Zack Snyder's right. overthinking his Justice League. Oh, wait. I just got... Did I just get segway? <laughs> I just get seg... Wade, um, oh, oh, oh! That f- do you know what? That was na- that was like trying an ice cream flavor for the first time. Being apprehensive, not so sure, and it absolutely nailing it, it on the slaps. first lick. That's what that that was. Sat- that that sir, what you just did was a banger that slaps. Plural with a Z at the end. It was a slanger. A Z for Zach. What the hell has this <laughs> fucking liar decided to fucking liar. This for context, for those who don't know, our ongoing thing with the is we didn't enjoy Justice League. We don't think another cut of it will improve that because the issues we had with it weren't due to it being a rushed theatrical um, half-redirected reshot thing. It's all to do with the structure and the bones of it all. Um, we've always said that the Snyder cut never existed because it didn't. A portioning cut of the film used to like help keep the narrative flow in the edit will have existed, but not a separate movie that everyone was after. But now they're getting a new version uh, made from a pre-existing footage and a few reshoots. Turns out <laughs> it's not just a few reshoots. It's a lot of reshoots. It's See, over $80 million worth of you reshoots. You say that. Meaning it never fucking existed. You say that, but apparently he's come out and said, oh yeah, I've only shot four minutes of new footage. Oh, fucking hell. So either all that money's go on post-pro- gone on post-production, just tidying stuff up, adding visual effects. I mean, in, the late- in this latest snippet of footage they put out... We see that there is a shot from the flashbacks from the original featuring Steppenwolf. Now it doesn't feature Steppenwolf, it features Darkseid. So there's been some digital like post-production that's had to be done. That costs money, sure, I get it. Darkseid ain't cheap. But, Darkseid ain't cheap, but neither Steppenwolf's complete redesign, reanimation over the top. Uh, the inclusion of Joe Maganiello... Manganiello and Jared Leto. We don't know how much of them are in it, but they're in it. Um, Apparently new you telling... uh, Ben Affleck stuff. Yeah. Um, Gal. Gal shot some stuff for it. What? What um, have they shot? What? what? Cavill, ha- Cavill hasn't, yet you think he'd be the one that they would get new stuff 
weird. No, because oh I imagine it's I just imagine it me. was the, the his stuff was the majority that of stuff that was reshot. Well, so his stuff yeah, is hit, probably the most of the original. The original that they're using the original shooting schedule did feature more Superman and a lot more Cyborg specifically. But um, what if Snyder? Oh, could you imagine? What if? Because he made this weird point of saying, "Ugh, I'm not using anything I didn't shoot." <laughs> as, so, as as a as a backhand to um, uh, terrible human being, but you know that doesn't really come into play in terms of why he's saying it this way. Joss Whedon, um, yeah. Zach's just doing it to be all ter- ter- territorial and fire up his base of fans. Um, he said that. An, in turn, insulting every second unit director that he's ever worked. Oh with. yeah, yeah, yeah. Making them feel like, oh, so our contributions have never mattered to you. We won't see okay, it like that. That just won't Zach. occur to Zack Snyder. I won't occur to him because he's kind of insensitive. Um, it's. Uh, I bet he's a fucking Republican. What is the? <laughs> no comment. What is <laughs> the betting that he will use some? unused takes from the reshoots directed by Joss Whedon and co of Cavill to help iron bits and pieces out but he'll use unused takes so that the angles or whatnot are slightly different and he'll spend 40 million dollars of that 80 million additional budget on better mustache removal no uh, no no no. Well, we we can't we can't we can't have uh, t- taken that from the reshoots because he clearly doesn't have a mustache. Look, we de- no. Henry don't say no. anything. We definitely shot that the first time. I don't no. know. I just I I grow less and less. Um, I mean, I wasn't excited for this, but I think, but we were both intrigued. We were like, all right, yeah, I'm, he's doing I'm it. Curious. Let's see what happens. But, just but now a... my curiosity keeps getting... It's like it's like every time he releases a new bit of footage or information or more information comes out about this project, it feels like he keeps just licking his fingers. And my interest is a candle and he's just hovering around the flame. Like he's just waiting to go, and fuck you. See, and now, for me, it out see now for me, every ugh. time he releases a new bit of footage, it's like he's licking his fingers and then very hmm. slowly... Gently rubbing them in a circle around his right nipple. Just gently. Just enough while staring unblinking at you. Just enough just enough to stimulate the uh, the sensitive pink flesh. Um and yeah, just he's watching me unblinking just to see what I'll do. It's like hmm. And then maybe he'll whisper. He'll whisper, do you like do you like that? Do you like what I'm showing to you? Hey, do you like hey the... Matt, do you like do you like do you like pin cushion Steppenwolf? <laughs> do you oh like that? yes. Chandelier Steppenwolf. Chandelier Steppenwolf. Um like, destroy your armor Steppenwolf. I, he looks awful. He looked awful before. He just looks a different awful uh, now. The Daily Earth and still remake Gort looking Steppenwolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, um, remember that Daily Earth to still remake with Keanu Reeves? That happened. Nope. Nope. And neither does any fucking body body I else. remember it because I watched it uh, during the massive gap I had <laughs> after a drama school audition uh, before my train. And I was like, I've got like seven hours to kill. 
I'm going to go to the cinema and watch... Oh, what the fuck's on? Uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, oh, the day the earth stood... Oh. All oh, right. Keanu, I guess. <laughs> All right. It's... Was that your first? Uh, was that your first ever watching some on your own in the cinema? Um, no, it can't adventure. have been. It can't have been. Because my my first ever one was in London, waiting for a train in early twenty twelve, and it was um, maybe it was Cabin in the Woods. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, twenty twelve, Cabin in the Woods, um, and it was like, oh wow, this wasn't directed by Joss Whedon, unlike Justice League, hey! <laughs> which was. Um, Disclaimer, we of course acknowledge that Zack and Deborah Snyder went through a horrible tragedy during the making of the film, and it's understandable, of course, that they left the project. It is weird, however, that he seems to be raising up this cult of um, uh, sort of uh, fervent uh, abuse and declaratives in relation to the pre-existing version of the movie that had to happen for business reasons. Warners could have, could have spent more money, held off, and waited for him to come back when the time was right. But considering the tragedy that happened, there was no way to know when that time would be. Yeah. So it's understandable that they would persist and continue with the shoot and hire a new director. And also, at the time they claimed money into it. At the time they claimed that Zach approved as well. Like he signed off and went, "Yep, Joss." And Joss seemed like a logical choice because directed Avengers, which was the first film to kind of attempt this, and he did it, and that was a box office smash and is regarded as one of the best like performing critically and, and, and audience-wise films of the last decade and it's a joy to watch it's, it feels very quaint to go back to now but like in a good way so much has happened it, since yeah but it, it, it's still sort of like a oh I loved that that was fun keeping it small sort of makes it unique compared to where it goes later yeah too right um, so it seems like a logical choice to bring Joss in Joss comes in we have the film doesn't perform well it's not a great story it's not a great script Lighter moments in it, some of them, like Superman in the last 20 minutes, or um, parts of Flash's kind of personality, work very well. Others, Batman's, something's bleeding, and Flash and Cyborg having a chill conversation while digging up the body of Clark Kent. <laughs> Other stuff does not work. Nope. It's, it is a mess. It is a perfectly average two out of five kind of affair. Like, it's... It exists, it was made, there's some interesting stuff in this, but ultimately I have no desire to watch this again. It is a thing. Yeah, and it's not all down to the decisions made later. It At its core. I mean, it was doomed from the start because Snyder wanted to make a two-part, four-and-a-bit-hour film. Yeah. But then Batman v Superman critically bombed, and commercially bombed in comparison to its nearest comparative which was Captain America Civil War a month later. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad critically bombed and died off in its second weekend financially as a result. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman did really well. So by the time Wonder Woman came out, Justice League was already well underway. I mean, and the studio had turned around to Zack and gone, we can't afford a bigger loss again. Well, it's kind of the be, problem. This is going to be one movie, make one film, trim all this shit out. So scenes existed. But if... If that core was already there and that core is present mm. in the film we saw, how the fuck is it going to be any different in an extended version? I mean, no one proves that brevity is the soul of wit quite like Zack Snyder. 
Like, <laughs> making your films longer and denser does not make them more intelligent. No. No. But that's how he, you know, that's how he rolls. Like, the guy who directed a genuinely visually interesting and at times beautiful adaptation of, of the beloved book Watchmen. And yet, if you watch it with the sound on, <laughs> it yeah. completely misses the point of the entire book in every conceivable way. Yeah. Um, it's an adaptation, it's an adaptation writ- written by 12-year-old Zack Snyder yeah. who never went back to reread it. He doesn't understand like, that he is yeah. the, the right-wing sort of um, conservative that those books are mocking. Same thing with Dark Knight yeah. Returns. He doesn't. Yeah, and, he doesn't and, seem and those to books, get the irony. Those books are. Those books are by no means like certified on the left. They're very centrist, but yeah. they, there were there were especially at that time and everything. There was obviously more of a discussion to be had about the right and the far right, and and that is is very much you know we're in that time again. So listen, Alan Moore. We're also, is a we're also in a time of, he's about as left as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I call my individual hands hammer and sickle. <laughs> okay, alright. Right, okay. <laughs> Which one did you jerk off with while you were writing Lost Girls? Um Both both of them. Whilst putting old Disney films on VH at right, Alan. Put down the Stop. pen. Stop. Um, <laughs> You're a very talented man, but there's some things we don't need you to tell us a story about. Have you ever read Lost Girls? Good lord. No, I've avoided it like the plague since you first described it to me about six years ago. Uh, You told me and I just went, I cannot believe this exists. I have to leave the planet. Yeah, the library that I used used to work at had a copy, but it it, it was never out on the floor. It was in the storeroom for obvious reasons. Um, Yeah. Oh, God, that means that some people... in the nearby area would have been aware that you guys had a copy. No, I think they they ordered it. it. But they're without realizing what it was, probably. Ah, uh, so it's this thing of well, we can't just chuck it; it can't go missing. It's part of the inventory, but we don't want this out on the shelves. Yeah. So, gross. Um, I, I, I put some un completely unrelated, unprompted pictures of Steppenwolf on my Twitter the other day. What? After the the new footage came out. Uh. Completely unprompted, completely unrelated to anything. Uh, pictures of OG Kirby Steppenwolf with his green and yellow design and his spiky hat and his cloak and his really grumpy-looking mean face. Oh, you had me at OG and, Kirby. Uh, yeah, and, and then his his red little red underpants, like blue and red armor with a big axe, like big mustache Steppenwolf. And then a couple of more recent New 52 Injustice 2 comic-style versions with his big spiky like red helmet shaped like the shape the films use and you know like one where he's like holding up Superboy in one hand and a giant axe the size of a bloody truck in the other one and you're like these if I you know uh, this this villain in his many costumes looks colourful interesting scary but like comic book scary Uh, god I'd like to see this guy on screen I wonder how they'd adapt a pincushion a fucking pincushion the edgiest Sonic OC, please don't steal, ever designed, is where they've decided to go after the first attempt, which was, here's a smooth mannequin in software, Daz 3D. Yeah. Put, put some horns on it. 
You're done. But he's, it goes. he's got a sick helmet, though. Can you can you honestly imagine? I mean, when you look at him in the first one, in the original cut, mm. Kieran Hines' voice is Kieran Hines, isn't it? Yeah. Kieran Hines' voice does not fit it. Nope. It's a great voice, does not fit the design. Oh, yeah, um, I love Kieran Hines, but... I still can't imagine that voice coming out of this one. No. Like, it, it looks like it should be a, no. you know, like a Fred Tatshaw, Kevin Michael Richardson kind of animated character voiceover. Something with that bit the more of a growl. You know, it looks like a fucking hench beast. And instead it's going to be like, I'm very well spoken. Mother, I can hear you. And he's like, what is going on? Why? But Darkseid will sound like that. Because the guy playing him will make him sound all like, oh, I'm Darkseid. Why is Darkseid topless? Because he's got to show off his gains, bro. That's, well, that's he's got to show off his mad gains. That's pre-Darkseid, Darkseid, isn't it? Whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. Oh, he's got like a big Omega symbol in his body. Yeah. Like his, his torso is an Omega symbol. Because of course it is. Eh. 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 Do you know how you do, like... um a comic book movie while still retaining some edge but not being pretentious about it. Logan. The Deadpool films. Like, mm. they exist. They're out there right now in our, in our modern context. Oh, they exist uh, and they're done well. The Deadpool films I mean, look at it. starring Ryan Reynolds' new corner of Wrexham. Wrexham, <laughs> yeah. I got... I got uh, I pre-ordered some Deadpool toys earlier this year because Marvel have now Marvel and Hasbro have now got a joint license for the Fox properties. Yeah, and and, and 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 a couple of Sony properties. So Venom's been put out there into the world, but yeah. I just look at it and I go, "That's not Venom. That's just a wet-looking action that's figure just with teeth." Wet. They released a few X Men ones. I kind of want Mystique because they've gone for Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, it just looks amazing. Um, but I, I have, I pre-ordered and they arrived today. The, uh, the target, um, target Walmart and standard release figures that are cable. So look at that. Yeah, that's nice. Look at that Josh Brolin. He looks good. Nice. Handsome boy. This is Nathan Summers, but it's crossed out and cable's been scribbled on the box by, I can't imagine who. I can't it's imagine. Deadpool figure. Who? Yeah. Uh, Zazie beats herself as Domino. Yes. She's looking pretty swish. Yes, queen. Uh, and then this, and then this general release two pack of Negasonic Teenage Warhead, yeah. uh, Brianna Hildebrand, Deadpool. They're all based on Deadpool two. In case anyone's confused, and and Deadpool himself looking pretty Sick. sweet. The old D. So I, I, I'm now debating whether or not to open these and receive the DP, or um, receive, whether to, or whether to keep them boxed because they look very pretty boxed. They do look very like, pretty. They're boxed. really nice, really nice window boxes. So I kind of. But I'm debating with myself. What a first world problem. You want to swap out the heads and pose them in suggestive poses. Um, well, the Deadpool one does come with like splayed hands and a stuffed unicorn. Well, there so you we, go. So we we could go old Captain Boomerang on his ass and, uh, you know, reveal his unicorn fetish. Uh, um, to, to, just to clarify, just to clarify for anyone who's new to this, yeah. like, oh, they're just shitting on DC. We're not shitting on DC. We're shitting on Zack Snyder's Justice. <laughs> um, uh, we're shitting on Suicide Squad, yeah. and we're shitting on Joss Whedon's Justice League. Yeah, and we're shitting on Batman v Superman. We ain't by any stretch of the imagination taking a shit on Wonder Woman, Shazam, kind of Aquaman letting off the hook, or Birds of Prey. Ain't shitting on them. Uh, God, I Birds of Prey was Man really good, wasn't it? <laughs> Birds of Prey was great. Did you like Man of Steel? I don't know if I've ever asked you. I like, right. Did you like Man some of, Steel? of Man of Steel. Okay, like it's like okay. half a good wonder. film, 
But then when yeah. he actually gets like, <clears throat> but it takes too long to get to him being Superman. And when he's Superman, mm. he's too Jesus <laughs> and not Superman enough. I saw, I mean, super, for starters, again, Zack Snyder never reading into it. Superman's Moses. He's not Jesus. He's <laughs> Moses. There's a Christ allegory in there, but two Jewish American writers created the character who is sent in a basket, I mean a pod, down the river, I mean to through the galaxy, to another city, I mean planet, like, to, to continue the legacy of his people and unite everybody. He's Moses. He's, he's the ultimate immigrant. He's fucking Moses. And Snyder's like, well, he's obviously Christ. He's obviously he's not, Christ. Though. He's not Christ. Yes, you could do messianic imagery with Superman, but you know who else has done that? Lots of people. Everyone. Do something different. I don't know. All I know is I would love to see Cavill in a Superman film that feels like a Superman film. Listen, I think he'd be great. Chris, he'd be so good. Christopher, I've seen Sucker Punch. There is not an original bone in Zack Snyder's body. All right, but Matt, don't you get it? Don't you understand? Like, though she was lobotomized, she gave him a look at the end, and that's her revenge. Female empowerment. <sighs> God, that film exists. Do you know what film also exists? What? Twenty twenty one, knee twenty twos, the Batman. Which, the Batman. Uh, is ploughing through its principal photography, one of many superhero films and genre films that are continuing right now. Yeah, very stop, start, um, stop, start, stop, start. Yeah, as can be expected in these here times. Yes, yeah, they, um, you, know, you know, these things happen, especially in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Yeah, I mean, Henry Cavill himself, like Witcher 2, has just resumed filming as of today uh, after a, a mini break because of a COVID case on set. Um so it's all, you know, it's all going down mm. in uh, in comic book town, except for one thing. The Batman may be continuing, but the spin-off TV series that Matt Reeves announced uh, during DC Fandom all those years ago um, <laughs> has stalled. Uh, it wasn't in production. It was in pre-production, but it has stalled because the showrunner. Let me pull up this boy's name. Let me pull out the boy's name. Where is the boy's name? Uh, the showrunner is uh, eluding me. I should have highlighted his bastard name. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, essentially, the showrunner's legged it. Yeah. The showrunner has jumped away from the project. Um, re- oh, yeah, oh, yeah, there he is. Terrence Winter. I'm an idiot. Uh, creator of Boardwalk Empire. Yes. Um, and was showrunning the currently titled Gotham Central, which is a spin-off and prequel to the Batman set in the year prior to the Batman where the Batman, uh, Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne has, has first started showing up on the scene in Gotham as a vigilante. Uh, it was going to deal with the GCPD. Um, Terrence Winter was the showrunner and, uh, main script writer in that sense. who was going to have written like mm. the, the top and tail and couple in between. Um, apparently creative, uh, differences. Oh, no. With both Matt Reeves, the director of the film and exec producer of the show, and the exec producers of HBO Max, the streaming service it will be on. Shocking. So that basically means they're back to square two of 75 because <laughs> what what can they do like you, you drop a showrunner you have to you know 
rejiggy jiggy, get everything back to how it was with a new person who needs to be brought up to speed and yet have their own vision. They can either replace them with a yes man or woman who's just like, sure, we'll, yeah, whatever, we'll just look at the template and you tell me what you do and don't want and I'll do and don't do that. Or they bring in someone else who's like, yep, I'm all for this, but here's my vision. And then they've got to go back to the drawing board for a lot of it Mm. whilst dealing with the assets they have. HBO Max, obviously, this is going to be one of their first original um, brand name series. So they're going to want to get it right first time. They're going to invest so they could afford to, you know, scrap everything to accommodate a new showrunner. Uh, of a certain pedigree or status, but that will delay it even more. Yeah. It's it's just like, what is... Year, years ago on this podcast, we talked about how neither of us really had much of an interest in the show Gotham, because it, you know, it was kind of treading that thing of, it's before Batman, but they're going to do absolutely everything that Batman deals with before he becomes Batman. The inside of the police station point? looks like it's been in a fire. Yeah. For no other yeah. reason than to yeah. be dark. Yeah. Yeah. And we said at the time, imagine if it was a GCPD show based on the Ed, the Ed Brubaker comic book and, and that'd be fascinating. Like, what what is the police department? You know, not, not Gordon's unit, but what is one precinct in Gotham like in a town where every other week, like, a clay monster is, is murdering people or a, a giant bloody Mucha Lucha wrestler on a drug binge shows up and breaks a vigilante's back on live television. Not so Glasgow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Welcome to Glasgow City Police Department, Ken. (laughs) You fucking believe it. Ratcatcher's back. Oh, kick his ass. Um, Apologies to all of our Scottish listeners because I went paisley there toward the end. The point is... (laughs) That um, point is, uh, there's an interesting idea for a TV show there. Like, imagine, just fucking imagine if they did the, the they did the issue from the second uh, arc or what have you one week where we're watching a cop procedural and it begins with the Joker just handing himself in, mm. and you're like, wait, oh my god, I'm watching TV and the Joker just showed up in this show. And it's played by an actor who, like, you wouldn't normally get to see them and the op- have the opportunity to play it. And, you know, that story's my still that's still my favourite GCPD story from that run. The one where he just hands himself in and then as soon as he's in, he's like, right, so the real reason I'm here is... And he kind of reveals that he's already halfway through something. But for it to carry on, he needs to be in custody. And it's, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, but of course, because they've got that weird... Warner Brothers have that weird thing where they don't want you to use Harley Quinn or the Joker or Batman in TV series... So they probably would have worked around it and been like, make it the Riddler. Don't call him the Riddler. But it's just like, oh, for God's sake, just do the thing. Make him Eddie um, Nashton. Make him Eddie Nashtain. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I just, I, this, this could spell bad news, but also, uh, there's no point getting worked up about it at the moment. No. Just interesting, just interesting to note that this thing that, was like, oh, this is their version of expanding their universe. Especially now their universes are separated into different universes within each medium. The first attempt to like go, film and TV will merge, has now stalled. We'll keep you posted on whether or not the damn thing ever picks up, but considering how much money they've spent on it, we bet it will. 
Ooh. Let's talk about a decent TV show. Oh. Let's talk about The Mandalorian, which had episode three of season two this week. I was going to say, we can't talk about Dark Place again. <laughs> What's going on? Well, there's only six of them, so we have to spread out our Dark Place chat. Real. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about it. Just closing my eyes, thinking about Dark Place. <laughs> yeah. Just close your, close your eyes, think about Dean Lerner. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Mandalorian series two, episode three, continues the adventures of our favorite character, Frog Lady. <laughs> who, we're probably never going to see again, which sucks because Frog Lady is magical. Frog Lady and Frog Husband. Frog Husband. Lots of oh, lots of God. lovely squiddy aliens in this. You've got. Um... Oh, I mean, it's a seaport, and they just basically went right. What fish-looking motherfuckers do we have? Well, we've got the guys whose heads look like squids, so we'll have them. Yeah, and we have Mon Calamari. Possible. We have Mon Calamari, yeah. so. Let's put a shitload of them in. Like, we can't have Akbar, but we can have a boat boatload of Akbar-looking guys in the show, so yeah, let's put them in. We love a Moncal. Um So yeah, they are that they, they oh the place is called Trask. Uh so they end up there. Oh, okay. And uh on the lead of more Mandalorian information, they're given over to some seafarers. Um yeah, they are Quarren. Yeah, Quarren, uh essentially like fishermen. Fisher Quarren. Who then betray them. They're going to let some squiddy, fishy, piranha thing eat the child. And that was a genuine <gasps> moment when yeah. they knocked the cradle into the water. Um, and gone is the floating hovercot. I wonder if we'll get a replacement. Oh, but they, we'll uh, be back. Oh, minor spoilers, by the way, for this episode of yeah. Mandalorian. Deal with it. Um, but yeah, and then the Manda gets chucked in because they're going to basically wait for the creature to spit out the Beskar armor and sell it. But... Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. They're not hardcore, but spoilers. You're on the internet. You've seen it. They are rescued by a team of three Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. um, led by, which got me all kinds of giddy because I had no idea this was coming. I knew Katie Sackhoff was in the series. I didn't realize she'd be reprising her role from the animated series. Yeah, boy. Um, Katie Sackhoff was Bo-Katan. Um a, a Mandalorian and, and she with her uh, two compatriots who are played by... Uh, Sasha Banks uh, is one of them. Yeah. And... Uh, oh, hang on. No, it's uh, Mercedes Venado in this one, I think. Sasha Banks is the mysterious... No, hang on. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks um, and Mercedes Venado is the mysterious Cassidy lady in the thingy. Yes. Um, they rock up. They save Mando. They unmask and he's like, What the hell? Because, you know, his is the way, surely. Um, big part of their creed. Nah. nah. Nah, nah, nah. They inform him that, mate, the lot you're with, this was my favourite thing in the episode. Yeah. The guys you're with, the guys who saved you and, and brought you into the, the, you know, the creed, the Mandalorian way, they're... They're... <laughs> they're cultists. No one likes those fucking guys. You're part of a cult to which Mando's just sort of like, Right. You're the Mandalorian Amish. What are we doing? And he just immediately, like, he sort of takes it in and then ignores it because the mission's more important now. Because yeah. they say, yeah, we've got some more information on someone who might know where this child's home will be. Because it seems like everyone's going, you want to find its own people? Well, 
its own people are clearly Jedi. It's like, why are you presuming that? Why do you make that presumption? No, the the uh, the because no one else is making that presumption. He's asking for Jedi because that's what the the because uh, he's the seen it use the force. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. True. That's why he's so asking like, for Jedi. Yes, they're like we've got a hookup for you. They're not here, but we've got a hookup for you, and we'll tell you if you help us overthrow some uh, secretly rebuilding Imperial um, yeah. forces. Imperial weapon here shipment, on, baby. Uh, here on Trask. What follows is some pretty sweet action. Um, some great kind of subtle comedy as well. Uh, lots of cutesy puppets. Great visual. Of- oh my god, the practical effects mm. and the visual effects in this mm. one are beautiful. This is uh, this is returning director Bryce Dallas Howard's um, episode this series. Yeah. And she's fucking knocking it god, out. God, it strikes a good tone. It strikes. She's really good at pacing. Yeah. Because this show is, you know, it's a western. Usually, it, it's about like tension and building those moments. But every now and again, you just kind of need something that's a full on action sequence. And and yeah, like yeah, and this she, is only she brought a, it. This is only a thirty five minute episode as well. It's the shortest one. Fucking yeah. rockets by rockets, fam. But we also get a tiny bit of tiny bit of a hint as to where things are going. Uh. Including um, what Moff Gideon is doing. Yeah, and someone's um, good, someone's probably turning up next week. Yeah, we don't know who. Yeah, but we, we do because they, they name them in the episode. So unless they uh, don't, in which case, yeah, that's a that's a tease. <laughs> Performer withstanding. Right. Performer withstanding. Excited to see this character in live action. Yeah, all we're gonna say. But Bo-Katan, we, a Clone Wars reach. We, we've had a. We've had a. We've had an animated character brought to life by their voiceover counterpart. It's been pulling more um, and more of the Dave Filoni yeah. stuff into, I mean, you know, obviously because he's involved with the show, but also because it is focusing on a Mandalorian and the Mandalorian culture was such a big part of Clone Wars and later mm. Rebels. So it yeah. makes sense that they will lean into that. Especially, I was half that. expecting them to just be like, here's Sabine Wren, sod it. Here they are. Yeah, I thought it might be Sabine, but yeah. <laughs> that could be for later. Thought... That comes later. Sabine Wren, that comes later. <laughs> Although one one wonders what it, what became of Sabine after the purge. We don't know. Mind you, if Bo-Katan survived, who could yeah. say? Who could say? And, and you know, if there's merchandise to be made, who could say? Who could say? Who could say? Speaking, of, say? speaking of merchandise... Today's weird bit of Mandalorian merchandise that I found. A Baby Yoda <laughs> Boppet. Fuck off. No. You push its head, and you twist its head, and you pull its feet. Okay, A, I'm amazed that Boppet still exists. B, I know what I want for my birthday. C, considering how adorable he is, why didn't they call it a Boopit? Just do a little boop, just a little boop. Branding. Little boop. Ah, uh, true that. Mm. So the same, it's the same mm. reason, same reason why I believe that the next Insomniac game uh, in the Spider-Man series won't be called Spider-Men, despite the fact it should be, because Spider-Men doesn't have the same trend or track as Spider-Man, which is why they'll have to put Spider-Man in the title, and there's no way they'll call it Spider-Man, Spider-Men. You mean the next full game, obviously, because... The next, because well. you've just finished um, 
quote unquote half tasty, step tasty. game. Tasty, tasty. Selling at fucking full price on PS4. Uh, half step yeah. game on uh, Miles Morales on the PlayStation 4. I'm going to say, if you're buying it for PlayStation 4 and have the intent of buying a PlayStation 5 in the near future, or in the future, um, that's compatible with your disc, full price is fine. Because you're getting two copies for the full price. You're getting a uh, physical copy to play on your PlayStation 4, and using the disc in a PlayStation 5, you'll download, as it'll it'll be a key to download a digital copy to your PlayStation 5. So, you either pay 50 quid to buy it on a PS5, or 50 quid to buy two copies, one you can play now on a PS4, and one you can play on a PS5 later. I'm going to tell you something. I don't mind. Yeah? That sounds like bullshit to me. I don't don't mind. I don't mind, because I I can't afford a PS5 right now, and even if I did, I ain't going to find a PS5 right now, um, because they fucked that one up, but... I wanted to play Miles Morales, and when I found out that that and a few of the titles would be upgradable, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I think I could make that work. Let's do this. So glad I did. Um, 2018 with God of War and Marvel Spider-Man proved to the world at large, critically and commercially, that what people want right now is single-player adventure games. Yeah. We have so many options for online. There's always Royals, going to be PvP. a market for that kind of stuff, as long as it's done well. And Yeah, uh, and unfortunately, studios kind of forgot that for the longest time. We weren't getting anything like that, really, or like that that wasn't bastardized with an added-on online mode yeah. or, or a super early release that required 17 updates to actually get good. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in a world of No Man's Skies and, and um, you know, anthems and, and everything. We just like and things like the Order eighteen sixty six, where it's like, wow, this looks phenomenal. And it wait, it's it's six hours long. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Um. No wonder after that, Sony, uh, Sony Entertainment, now PlayStation Studios, didn't feel like rushing back into making <laughs> yeah. Um. What single player narratives? But Spider Man and God of War in particular, like, reclaimed the interest to the studios and we've yet to see the full fruits of that labor because obviously development time it take a bit it's going to be the next year or two before we see more single player experiences that will um try to compete with with what those two games did in terms of the bar they set yeah uh but insomniac own all the assets uh they have a digital new york ready to use mm-hmm. um so why not craft a bridge between the last game 2018's Marvel Spider-Man and the direct full-length follow-up. Enter Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PS4 and PS5. Um, It is... I played it on stream over several evenings, five sessions, each over three hours long. Yeah, I saw saw a little bit after my Alien stream on Monday. This was... Oh, it's the finale. We both we both finished on Monday. We both finished uh, our respective games Monday night. Nice. It was a beautiful thing. Yours was terrifying. Um, uh, it so I played over like close to sort of sixteen, seventeen hours of it uh, to complete it, whilst also finding all the side stuff, trying to get a couple trophies that you get through combat mm. um, and and exploring. Like, I wasn't just rushing to each story quest. I was like, oh, right, we've got the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man app with a swipe left 
on the touchpad, you bring up Miles's phone. <laughs> his best mate, his best mate Ganky, has made the FNSM app, which people have started using. It's on beta, and New Yorkers have started using it. Some simply just want a selfie. Others want you to save their cat. Um, some of them are, are being extorted for money, for protection money, and you happen to show up at the moment their store's being attacked. Like, nice. You know, there's plenty to do. There's so, so much to do in the game that for those who aren't willing to pay the full price, I completely respect you waiting for it to come down to a sort of a 30, 35, but I'd say, like, don't wait any less than that. Like, it's worth that. It's definitely worth that. It's a Lost Legacy style, Uncharted the Lost Legacy style, style two-thirds length if you were doing everything in it. Uh, and that's not including New Game Plus, which I'm cracking into on the big telly downstairs, <laughs> like, this week. I'm just in my off time. I'm like, well, I streamed Miles Morales five times on stream last week. What shall I do to wind down? I know, I'll play Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, gameplay? Always oh, pretty. Uh, if you played the 2018 one, it's a very familiar layout with a few slight differences. Stunts during uh, swinging are now all in the square button. It's just the square button and directional pad movements. You don't have to do a little combo with uh, square and, and X. So does it feel um, like Miles is a less experienced Spider-Man? Absolutely, yeah. It's so so. Stunts been truncated into that. Gadgets have been cr- truncated into the R one trigger, which was your web or gadget button. Because yeah. he's not uh, a, used to he's be not a gadget guy. Yeah. Miles. No, yeah. So you used to be you used to press that for firing a gadget. So webs, web bomb, um, you know, uh, trip mine, uh, spider bot, things like that. And you'd hold down L one to bring up the gadget wheel to select the gadget. You know, like GTA weapon style selection. Yeah. Um, in this one, gadgets are all on R. So you tap it to use the gadget, or you hold it down to bring up the wheel. Yep. Miles has four gadgets. He has four instead of Peter's ten. Um, and they include uh, web shooter, because it's standard. Uh, holographic sparring buddy, because Hollow Spider-Man, aka Hollow Pete, has left him a few training exercises around the city to sort of brush up on his skills. That's neat. And as as such, Miles has commandeered the holographic technology to use some of the sparring dummies as distractions for enemies. That's neat. So they're not gonna they're not gonna take out an enemy, but if a crowd's coming at you and you need to collect your breath, quick bring up the gadget wheel, throw a dummy at them and just back off while it distracts them. Uh, there's also a gravity well, which if you pre-order the game or buy it uh, from certain stores, you have immediately. If not, you have to get your gadget points to, to mm. buy it. All, all the pre-order stuff is available within the first yeah, hour. It's just you, yeah. grind to do it. Yeah. Um, like there's a couple suits that if you got the pre-order, you just get them. Yeah. But if not, if not, you have to unlock them through certain tasks and stuff throughout the game. Um, so the gravity well's great. Just sucks everybody into one space. Uh, and the other one is a sort of a triggered mine, which you can hit certain electric cables with to create a big explosion or shoot onto an enemy, then click L3 and just give them a, a jolt. Yeah. Um, kind of like sort of Nightwing and Robin's extra stuff in the Arkham Knight uh, DLC yeah. and, and map packs. Uh, but Miles' biggest difference is his two additional superpowers, uh, which are triggered by the L1 and the up buttons, respectively. L1 is Venom Blast. Yes. And fuck me, this is so much fun. So, unlike Miles' has all of Peter's powers... But he can also, like, zap things with his hands. Um, electrokinesis, if I remember correctly. 
Um, and it's... <laughs> so it, it's as simple as like, oh, L1 and square. And I do a charged up punch. And instead of a focus meter, it's a venom meter. So that's what charges up with your oh, yeah, okay. and dodging. Um, cool. So punches, but punches suddenly become jumps, which become strikes, which become shoves. Uh, and these are all unlocked by just holding down L1 and pressing the right combo on the on the button pad. Uh, later in the game, he learns that he can camouflage, and you can do that for temporary amounts of time for sneak attacks uh, and, and stealth attacks. Uh, plus, you can trigger that later with an upgrade into blinding your enemies when you suddenly just appear in the middle of them all, and they go like, oh my god, and it sets them off for a moment. <laughs> um but the controls have been modded to feel like a less experienced Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, enemies take longer to put down. Like your average thug robbing a store with Peter, four or five punches, you've probably got them down. A few, few webs and a kick, you've got them down. These guys, it's about sort of twice as hard to take down an average enemy. Okay. Um, not frustrating feels right because the game constantly reminds you in the narrative, he's been at this less than a year. He's not quite there yet. He ain't Pete. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. All right, I got this. Um, swinging is ropey. Not the controls. Controls are smooth <laughs> as butter. But the animation and the vibration of the controller, great. I can't wait to play it on a PS5 and see how that feels with the haptic feedback. Because mm. even with just the dual, dual sense like vibration, the swinging feels like you're going, oh, shit, oh, it feels like you could cock up at any second, even though you won't. It's the same control scheme as the original game. That sounds good. Um, with, your, with your zips and your, you know, your, your um, and your, your projected, like, you know, web web pulls and everything. Mm. Um, about halfway through the game, there is a training montage where he spends a bit of time over the course of a week, like, honing certain skills. <laughs> and after that, the animations for his swinging become much more elegant. Um, he's still not quite there by the end of the game he's still sort of if you zip off a web line and you hang in the air a bit too long he flails Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, he looks surprised if if you're dropping and you've not you've not put a dive on yeah he sort of looks a bit like um until you hit something you can fall on your ass when you come to the ground level if you angle it wrong (laughs) which is a lot of fun he ragdolls a little bit and then he's like oh and he gets up rubs himself um Ooh. yeah it's it's he feels like a he feels like a different spider-man which is why i can't wait to see if they just put the two of them in the, the sequel i, I get I why they did this have to, i like... get and, and that's that's why they've done this bridge because they yeah. wanted to go like right we're bringing miles in we don't just want to chuck in and here's luigi spider-man <laughs> like, we, do you know what i mean they wanted to go no here's who he is here's what he's about here's how he feels to play here, here is him. Mm. You got it. Great. Now let's go with both of them into the next story. And I, I, I do get it. Um, the story itself, just like the first one, the Insomniac team, they care about this character. They yeah. care about this world. Um, they craft a story that draws from the comics, tiny bit of Into the Spider Verse, mm. um, but is is a wholly original narrative. It's just sort of got these little. These little pieces of things that, if you're a fan of Miles and 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 especially Bendis and and uh, Pacelli's book uh, about him, you'd be like, oh, 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 mm, tasty morsel. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Oh, but they also they also pull the rug out from under your feet a few times. Um, without going into mega spoilers outside of what's been seen publicly, 
villains you face include the Rhino. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Spider-Man video game staple, the Rhino. Yeah. No shocker. No shocker. I was like, come on, give a shocker. Come on. Shocking. He's, he's, the little, he's, the, he's the little punching bag bitch boy. Bring him in. I know he was in the last one for a scene. Bring him back. It's like, no, shocker's not in it. Um, uh, who else can I say? Uh, uh, Tinkerer. Yes. Tinkerer is, is your main adversary for the narrative. Uh, brilliant take on the Tinkerer. Uh, Phineas Mason in the comic books, uh, he's the dude who repairs everyone's shit, mm. um, creates things for other people. The vultures' wings are fucked. Scorpion wants an upgrade on his tail. They go to the Tinkerer. Also, tinkerer presumably an alien in their first stuff. appearance. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it massively retconned later as oh, they were just appearing as an alien like Mysterio um, Phineas Mason's rocks up in many incarnations usually usually depicted as an older guy um, uh, he appeared in Spider-Man Homecoming made his made his film debut yes. in Spider-Man Homecoming as a member of Vulture's crew the uh, the the uh, chubby guy with the with the beard who was always working on the gadgets was the tinkerer um it's it's not a spoiler to confirm that what you expect from the trailer is true. This is not that tinkerer. Yeah. But they're all about creating uh, weaponry and gadgets for people to use, specifically the underground, a giant movement of uh, radical... Um, we're not terrorists, you terrorists. <laughs> who, are trying to make a stand against Roxxon Energy, uh, the big staple of Marvel. If you yeah. need a corporation, and they've got to be slightly evil, who are you going to call? Roxxon! Uh, headed up by Simon Krieger, a thoroughly dislikable individual, and that's not just because he's voiced by Troy Baker. Hey! Um, who... who uh, uh, hopefully this is his one and done in the franchise. I hope he doesn't hear me say this. Um, <laughs> Stop being a prick on Twitter, Troy. Anyway, um, it's a good performance. It's a perfectly slimy performance, and that's that's the point. Um, <laughs> Simon Krieger and Roxxon are introducing a brand new energy source to New York called the New Form, and the underground have something to say about it. Is it simply techno-terrorism, or is there something else going on? You decide the latter. Uh, no. we also, <laughs> it's we also have yeah. Miles trying to follow in Pete's footsteps, um, uh, his friend Ganky having sort of the only, he's the only resident New Yorker in town who knows who Miles is and is his guy in the chair Excellent. and helping him out. Um, and is also developing a video game that you can't wait for Miles to play, but he's like, just let me, let me, let me refine it. And Miles keeps sneaking plays of it when Ganky's not around. Um, he and his mother and Ganky have just recently moved into his grandma Abuela's apartment in uh, Harlem. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- this is the thing. You have all of New York, but you spend so much of your time narratively and just free roamingly in Harlem, yeah. in, in North Manhattan. And the game is very much a case of like, this isn't kid Spider-Man. He is at the minute. But mm. by the end of this, this is a Spider-Man. But he's Harlem Spider-Man. Like, he is Harlem superhero. Yeah. And and it, it's so beautifully woven into the narrative through the characters he meets and interacts with. Um, you're all absolutely going to fall in love with a certain graffiti artist um, and, and a, <laughs> a, a bodega animal that you can pet. Um... 
Which is nice. Listen, uh, <laughs> if he's in Harlem, why isn't he running into Luke Cage? Uh, there is a reference to Luke Cage. An NPC was talking about, uh, like, hey, no, me, I'm not bulletproof. And I was like, mm. that's I, I am currently in Harlem. Hmm. I'll have to I'll have to see if that shows up again anywhere else in New York as an NPC line of dialogue. Because if not, they've put that in here on purpose. I mean, like last time, you can see like the Rand Corporation. You can find Alias Investigations. Like, all those little places are still out there. Yeah. But there's no fo- there's no photo missions in this. Um, there are, however, later in the game, uh, sound missions about sampling the sounds of New York. And trying to recreate a tune that uh, the late Jefferson, aka Miles's dad and his brother Aaron, created when they were younger, mm. using samples from around New York. Uh it is. It's got fantastic supporting characters. Real Morales is wonderful. Um, a member of Miles's family appears, and they do something different with it, which is was nice because it was like. People know it for a certain thing. You did it differently. Yeah. But still gave us a bit of what we expected. You're all right, game. Yeah. Um, we find out what some characters have been up to since the last one without even meeting them. Just like, for example, if you're curious as to where the hell Felicia went after the DLC, you'll find a hint in this. Um, and a few other bits and pieces like that. Uh, a certain villain sets up that they are clearly going to play a role in the next one um, after their unceremonious defeat in the last one, which is Good. nice. Uh, we have mid-credits and post-credits scenes. Post-credits is just a nice little... Oh. Mid-credits is a... Oh! Oh, the follow-up. I mean, I'm sure. I guess we could drop something about... Yeah. <laughs> That's our dick on the table. <laughs> See you in 2022? Question mark? Mm. Um, I'm like... Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, mm, that looks tasty. I will absolutely partake in a portion mm. of this. Yeah, it is. It's it's good. It is good. There's enough differences for it to feel like Miles's game. Peter gives him a, a suit at the start when he because uh, Peter and MJ are out of town. Uh, yes. MJ's on a photojournalism uh, a journalism job for the Bugle uh, in Simcaria. So again, you get to find out through conversations the follow up of. Uh, of Sable's story and everything. Um, she needs a photographer and she's chosen Pete because he's currently unemployed. <laughs> and he's like, sure. It happens. Uh, and he's starting to enjoy taking photos. Um, just like, okay. Uh, so you have all that going on. Miles is on his own. Like, Ganke's his man in the chair. It means that he gets to shine. It, it's, yeah. it is his New York to explore. Um, his city to traverse around. People react differently to him. Uh, than they did Spidey. Yeah, people are um, aware that this is a different Spider-Man. Yeah. And when Peter heads off, he gives him a suit. It's like a, here's your thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's great. It's sort of like a like a training wheels version of a Spider-Man costume. It's brilliant. It's simple and brilliant. But, um, oh, I was to bring it up the training wheels suit. There's something about the suit. Oh, it'll come to me in a minute. Guaranteed it'll come to me as soon as we finish bastard recording. Um, but is... it's, uh... Oh, no, that's it. Yeah, it's pre-programmed. It's got the visor stuff that Peter has, so you can see certain things. Yeah. But it's also pre-programmed with audio to pick up police radio. Well, not police radio in this case, because he uses it to talk to Ganke instead. Yeah. Uh, through the app. But it immediately begins playing once he puts it on. Just the facts with J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> to which Miles comments, 
why the hell would Pete listen to this? What's wrong with him? Is he a masochist? So Miles deletes it from his playlist and listens instead to Danica Hart's Danacast, which is all about positivity, spreading love in New York, and uh, being good to yourself. The game gives you the option in the settings menu to listen to one, neither, or both of these podcasts Brilliant. throughout your playthrough. I had both on because I was like, bring it on. Come on. Come I need on, some bring JJ me in my sweet, life. Yeah. sweet JJ Jameson and poor Jared the intern who's still working there. Um, Listen, yeah, it's, rent's it's, expensive. The world in New feels York, bigger. Right? It is. It is. You know, it's worth it's worth putting up with that asshole just to get paid. You know what I'm saying? I recommend it a lot. It's it's if you enjoyed the first game, this is like. It, it's like the DLC through a different pair of eyes. It's it's a further like twelve to eighteen hours of game, mm. not not new game, not counting new game plus a revisit there, um, with so much to see. I mean, for Christ's sake, if you find mixed diner, the diner that MJ and Peter spent their time in in the first game, <laughs> you'll learn that you'll learn that in universe Mick has passed away. No, and there is. There is now a statue of Mick outside the diner. And for anyone who played the first one, who remembers who Mick is, or who, who Mick was played by slash modelled after, it is a nice touch. I mean, the credits pay homage not only to Stan and Steve, because of course both have passed away yeah. since the first game came out, yeah. but also to Chadwick Boseman. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's this game is a it is all heart. It is all heart. It is the combat is addictive. Um, it's just more of what you look. Hey, did you did you really enjoy that Easter egg? Notice those other ones are on sale. <laughs> yeah. Do you want more Easter eggs? Go on, get it. Like that's what Miles Morales is. Did you like that thing? Well, here's more of it with a different flavor. Enjoy. I I cannot wait to eventually play it on PS5 because I loved playing it on PS4. Mm. I adored it. I thumbs up from me. It's it's a big old stinky sweaty thumbs up from me and it's a thumbs up from me. Thumbs <laughs> up from me all by me. Well, thank you, man on the reporter, man on the ground, Billy on the street, uh, man on the street, Christopher Johnson. What are you doing on the street? We're in lockdown. Fucking get back indoors, you fool. Um, yes. <laughs> Yes, we've still got more lockdown to come, but we're going to be here every Thursday to keep you, sm well, no, just to... Smiling? No, we're just going to say things at you and hope it distracts you for a little bit. Nothing can distract you. We'll keep, you, we'll you, keep you regular. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> fibre. Um, yeah. We're like a Weetabix. And don't forget to catch us on twitch.tv forward slash... Big damn stream. Big damn stream. Every Monday and Friday for some, you know, stuff. Uh, this coming Friday, I'm going to take a little breather after Alien Isolation with some uh, with some Pokemon DLC, because that came out hey, recently. So we're going to totter around the Crown Tundra for a bit. and then You're switching it up. Yeah, sw literally. And then <laughs> uh, next week, we'll start on God of War. Um, boy. Dad of the boy. Game. Um, Angry Dad Simulator. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to <laughs> help us keep the lights on, you can, of course, do that over at patreon.com forward slash big damn cast. Uh, if you want to... Get your access to the Discord server. Yes. You also get our undying respect. Yeah, and that's about well... that's about it for now because we are, we, we're not able to do anything else, really. Um, 
And of course... But you're helping keep the lights on, folks. That's yes. what's important. Uh, of course, you can get in touch with us uh, at BigDomCast or BigDomContact at gmail.com. But until then, just... Be greater. Be yourself. <laughs>